Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where it's both my mission and my pleasure to highlight my creative journey in hopes of giving you inspiration, specific takeaways, all that way your journey can be at least a little bit easier. Now, before I fully dive into everything, I would love to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, I hope it does to you. So, we are in the dog days of summer. And for me, I mean that quite literally. Um, if you caught my episodes from last week, you know that uh, I am fostering a pup. Um, she's about two years old. She's a tan German Shepherd mix uh, named Diamond. And, um, you know, I took her in because over the... Fourth of July holiday, uh, a lot of LA County shelters get overrun. And so I just saw that and was like, all right, well, if there's a time to foster, this sounds like it would be it. And so, you know, no forever home yet. Uh, I do have some leads, but um, you know, she's she's still with me. And so that's, that's kind of been a big thing, um, you know. So creatively, not as much got done last week, but that was always going to be the case um, simply because, you know, it was the it was the 4th of July week overall. And, you know, after the 4th of July break, I had kind of made a plan to go to Solvang, which is about two, two hours roughly away. And it's like this little Danish town. You can do wine tastings and eat great food. So me and my friend, uh, Tony... Uh, we decided, you know what, it'll be cheaper after the 4th of July. It's, you know, midweek. Um, so let's just go have a good time. I know I have to work, but I can work from the hotel and we'll just have this like mini vacation and we'll come back on Saturday, you know? And so in that sense, the game plan for the week was always to have a, a bit of a break, right? So overall, in terms of the creative stuff, you know, um, I did some writing sort of at the beginning of the week and then, you know, took a pause uh, while I was in Solvang. And, you know, as highlighted there, I really just ate good food, did some wine tastings, met a lot of interesting people, you know, much like when I left to go to Chicago in, in June, there's just a nice break from people who aren't so motivated by like, let's say transactions, right? In LA, it's, you know, what can you do for me? And not, not that it's overt and that's part of the issue is like, it's just this mind game. Whereas Solvang has this different pace of life. You know, a lot of places there close at like 8 PM. Um, the people there, you know, it's just much chiller way of life where not everything's go, go, go. And that was great, you know. Um, got to see ostriches and emus as well. Um, they have that stuff there. And yeah, I took uh, took my foster with me. And uh, overall, she, she has an A-, minus. you know. Um, the thing about it that we're working on is her separation anxiety. And, you know, a couple times she did bark at dogs that she didn't get, get to meet. 
and not in an aggressive way, but in a way that, you know, it's not, not the, I, I don't want her to have as a habit, right? Um, but overall, for being there, like, you know, one of the things I love about Solvang, it's a very dog-friendly town, so, you know, we, we got the ability to take her everywhere with us, essentially, and yeah, overall, really, really sweet. Um, she enjoyed the emu farm uh, just as much as anybody else. So, yeah, in, in that sense, it's been it's been good. And now that we're back, you know, my main priority is to train her, right? So I'm, I'm working with um, trainers to work on that separation anxiety, um, things of that nature. Um, not only will that help me to be able to foster her for as long as needed, but it'll just help, you know, the next person as well, right? And so doing that, um, and, you know, it's one of those things that I'm really going to make it a priority. And, and unfortunately, you know, that means putting a pause on a lot of other stuff for the short term. Uh, and, you know, in life, like pets or kids, um, they're good barometers in a sense to test like, let's jokingly say, you know, your level of enlightenment. Because, you know, it's very easy, as I say, to be in a peaceful, calm state and have tranquility when things are going your way when you get to dictate them, when you don't have responsibility, when you can just do whatever you want. Uh, and yeah, things are just flowing your way. And, and especially when, you know, you're in a place like Solvang or uh, the Caribbean or something like that, right? Like in this seemingly paradise, it's very easy to stay in a calm and peaceful mind. The real test of it all is can you maintain that, that sense of relaxation in a in a chaotic state, right? Like where, where the world seemingly is chaos around you, and you know certainly having a dog or um, you know even just younger kids and stuff like that, or kids in general. I don't know. I not, I don't deal with kids a lot. I'm, you know, for me, it's mostly dogs. It's you don't have control over them, right? And so you have to adapt and you know not lose your temper and all those things and, and, and still come at it from a place of love uh, and especially patience and grace in order that, for them to to grow, right? And that's a difficult thing and it takes time for sure. Hence why for me, it is about, okay, let me, let me commit to this and, you know, do what's right by the dog so that way as I said, you know, I have the ability to, you know, maintain her for as long as possible and she will be that much more desirable for someone to adopt, right? And that to me, it's not easy, but it is a worthwhile pursuit, right? Um, and so so that's my game plan for the following week. Not And, you know, that's the primary objective. I still want to now re resume writing pages and, you know, that's doable um, as well. But everything else kind of, especially with her separation anxiety, you know, um, 
it's gonna be limited in terms of me going out, right? So I'm even just gonna test the waters of like, all right, let me just pop off to the grocery store real quick and um, you know come back, you know, and, and just do these quick little bursts until um, she's acclimated. And part of it is, you know, getting them in a good routine, uh, you know, getting them settled in, um, and making them feel safe. You know, there's uh, I'll, I'll link to a great video that I saw. Um, and others talk about the core foundation of, you know, dog separation anxiety comes from the idea that they're pack animals, right? And uh, they, they have strength in numbers. They are relaxed when they are collective. Humans, you know, we're not yet. We, we, we kind of have the ability to separate and, and that's part of our natural ability. Yes, we're social creatures, but you know, we don't have that instinct where if we're not around people, um, I mean, I, I guess some people might be freaked out when it's just them, but overall, you know, we have the ability to separate from our friends, our family members and go to work and, and, and you know, do what we got to do, drive in the car solo, whatever it may be without hyperventilating, right? Whereas for dogs, that's not natural. And so the trick of it, if you will, is to really get them to see that as natural and not as threatening. And that's why any dog training or trainer that I work with, um, for me, it's about that aspect of it, which can take longer, um, you know, shock collars and, uh, you know, just sort of what you might as regardless of old school obedience where you know, you're, you're punishing bad behavior. Um, that's fear-based training and it works, but at what cost, right? And the results are so much better um, from my experience, my opinion, when you do it from a, a place of love, right? And it's just, you know, yeah, I, I, you, like we know like, beating your child or stuff like like we would frown upon that right and so i think we've evolved past that in terms of both our knowledge and just cultural um, acceptability in terms of how we train dogs um, or animals in general i guess but yeah so you know that's that's gonna be my approach and as i said it, it could be a little bit lengthier but um to me it's worth it um, and the good news is I do have some leads, um, you know, I met some people in Solvang that actually live in LA. Um, I've met, you know, I reached out to various people that I know and, um, they might have some people that are interested. So, um, I think, I think it's looking promising, but likewise, you know, if you or somebody, you know, um, would want to adopt the Swedish German Shepherd. Um, again, some some things, all dogs have some things to work on, but who are we kidding? We all have things to work on ourselves. So how do we expect animals to be any, you know, different than ourselves? But uh, yeah, let me know, you know, um, if, if you're in the LA area or you know somebody, then, you know, it's, it's, you know, we can certainly do a meet and greet and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, uh, 
But also, you know, kind of where I started this whole kind of training thing, talking about there's there's this great video that I saw that has like a 10 step program uh, about how to train a dog with separation anxiety. And that's kind of in the protocol that I'm working on, um, you know, and, and it really is just about getting the dog really comfortable um, to be in a certain area, you know, in the house um, or multiple places in the house and not, uh, not feel abandoned essentially and to feel calm while separated, right? So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be, you know, the, the big priority this week. Um, the second priority will be continuing to write, um, my script, um, which I mentioned I took a pause on. And it's funny, you know, uh, as I do these vlogs and things like that, um, because certainly from even f my own friends, uh, there's like this, I don't know, this misconception perhaps, um, or assumption that like me doing these videos, me doing the things that I'm doing, like that's, that's my livelihood. And it's not, right? Like I have a full-time job and all the rest of the stuff that I get to joyously talk about from the creative perspective, or even in this case, you know, what I do, uh, you know, like as far as the dog or like even you know a couple months ago I talked about like just going to Smorgasbord LA and uh, all these different things right anything that I talk about here is pretty much I mean it is all all the side stuff right and I think that's important to remind people of for the simple fact that you know as artists we would certainly love to have what we want to work on be our full-time job, but I know it's not given, you know, um, that is something that I am working towards, but I'm also okay if, if that were to never happen is, you know, I find the joy in continuing to do it on the side, you know, and my full-time job, I do enjoy, um, you know, I produce podcasts for a living and, uh, they're very enjoyable. Um, you know, I learn a lot. So in a way, I, I, I kind of joke like I'm a professional podcast listener. And that's been wonderful, right? And so I think, you know, for any artist out there, it's about, yeah, how do you subsidize your dreams, essentially, you know, and, and continue to go after them in a way that, that uh, makes sense financially, emotionally, creatively. And it's not always easy, right? Um, that's part of what I try to highlight. But I also look at like, there's plenty of examples of even like a Hemingway um, who wrote for newspapers and then also wrote on the side. Um, Charles Bukowski, you know, until he became more known, worked so many odd jobs, I mean, um, his book Factotum is all about that. And even post office is about him working for the post office. But after, you know, that shift, he would just write, 
you know? And so it's, it's all about figuring out how to make it all work for us, you know? There's never gonna be ideal situations. And yeah, it, it can be very difficult. Um, you know, I don't claim to know everyone's circumstances, but that's why, you know, um, if your creative pursuit, whatever it may be, you know, whether writing music, whether poetry, painting, you know, even, even if it's just more on an enjoyable level, like it's a hobby versus just this, you know, drive to, you know, have it be a thing, um, that's okay too, right? Like, I, I think we all have to know ourselves, be accepting of ourselves, and if all you can do is put in two hours a week, then so be it, you know? Um, I think that's an important thing to highlight because sometimes people think, oh, you know, I don't know, oh, he didn't work on a script this week or whatever, and, and it's like, no, well, even while I was in Solvang, I technically was working, right, for my regular job. And so, yeah, it's, it's combining these into ways that work for you. And, you know, that's the best any of us can do. So hopefully that might not sound grandly inspirational of like, okay, you know, it'll just happen and blah, blah, blah. But I also think it can be liberating because it takes off that expectation, that the weight of that from our shoulders, and allows you go at it, go at it in your own pace, you know. And trust me, I want success for myself. I want success for all my friends who are pursuing things creatively that are, you know nose to the grindstone with a full-time job and then nose to the grindstone with their stuff. And it's hard. And and sometimes lucky breaks do happen. But so far, any results that I've seen are slow and steady progress, but they do happen if that consistency is there. So there is solace in the truth because once you know the truth, you have agency over it as opposed to sort of wishful thinking and then you're upset when the reality doesn't match the expectation. So I hope that helps <laughs> um, because it, it eases my mind. It really does. Anyway, um, that's overall kind of, you know, most of what I want to talk about. The final thing that I want to mention is... Um, Thanks to my work with the Financially Fit Foundation, so um, it's a nonprofit that teaches financial literacy to people. Um, if you're curious, um, I mean, we're in the LA area, but if you're curious to know kind of the methodology, there's a book available called Save Yourself. Um, it's linked down below. But uh, yeah, it's it's been really helping me to have better control of my finances. And really this year, you know, if nothing else, like regardless of, obviously I wanna spend quote unquote within my budget 
um, and so forth. But it's also just a year of essentially gathering data, you know? Because um, whereas before, it's like, okay, I kind of have an idea, you know, um, I had a more macro view, let's say, of of stuff. And, but it was, you know, because of that, until you're like really in the numbers, you don't know all the, the levers of it all. And so you don't know, you know, what necessarily costs what. I mean, you might have some idea and stuff like that, but until you're like really living with it, um, as this system essentially allows you to do. And when I say that, it's also not something that like, you know, you're spending hours and hours every single week. You know, honestly, um, it's a system that once, once you like set it up in terms of the organization, that's really the hardest part. And by the hardest part, I mean, it's just like going out to the store, getting all the right supplies and things of that nature. And then afterwards, you know, it's really about uh, just one hour every two weeks or something like that, realistically, that like, okay, you know, I check the credit card statements, the bank rec uh, statements, do my reconciliations. Um, these are all terms that, um, you know, are taught as part of the, the, the program and, and things of that nature, track it, verify it. Um, you know, honestly, the, uh, the most annoying part is when there's a false charge or, um, you know, the, the charge from the receipt is different than the one on the credit card statement. That, that's when it's annoying because that just takes forever. Um, but again, now at least, you know, I'm not being charged an incorrect amount, right? Because we all just assume, oh, you know, they, it's all computer-based. They're not making any mistakes. There's mistakes. And the mistakes never really go in your favor. Let's just put it that way, right? So, you know, you gotta maintain it. And overall, you know, it's been interesting to observe um, where money goes. And, and a lot of it ends up being things that just aren't expected, right? So like car expenses, perhaps uh, dental expenses, um, medical, right? Like it ends up being, you know, you budget for one thing and then all of a sudden, you know, having to deal with this. And so, you know, that for next year will allow me to recalibrate a more accurate budget um, and, you know, operate within that, right? So, um, and it's not to say that I like by any means have thrown out this budget, but it is more of a, like I said, a, a data collection aspect to see, you know, how things are operating, you know? So I'm very grateful for that, you know? Um, that's another sort of, when I talk about like the foundational pillars to allow for creative freedom, you know, having a grasp of your finances certainly um, is a big one, right? So yeah, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of, of my week and the thoughts that have been floating around. Anyway, thank you so much as always. I truly do appreciate you. If you have any questions or comments, you know, about this or anything else that you want to talk about, hit me up down below in the comment section or on social media at Phil Speedtech. 
If you really appreciate what I do and love to support me, check out my Patreon page, patreon.com slash philsvitek. Um, not only do you obviously keep the, you know, you, you support the, the efforts of all of this, but um, it's a chance for us to connect on a deeper level where I can help you out with any problems that you may be having in your creative journey. So um, if that sounds cool to you, that is an option. There's just one tier, it's $10. Um, you know, it's much cleaner in my opinion that way. Everyone gets the same thing in terms of benefits. So yeah, you know, hopefully that doesn't sound like a lot of money. So if that's interesting to you, that's a way to support. Anyway, that's it. And I hope to see you next time.